welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast for adults. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. This is our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com Cassie will introduce today's guest. This week on the Kinky Cast, episode 470, we have a special guest, Terry from Chicago. Terry has been a traveling kingster for decades and has a wealth of experience and knowledge to share. He has a unique talent for meeting new friends and connecting with people in the kink community. Terry is a black man who strongly disapproves of the practice of race play and sexual activity. He believes it is demeaning and goes against self-respect. Terry has had negative experiences with people who engage in race play, including instances of consent violations and even being drugged. Listen to Terry's experience insights and the things that make him tick. Here's your host, Woody. Thanks, Max and Cassie. Online with me from the Chicago area in the United States, also known <laughs> as Midwest. And here we are in the central stranded time zone. Ask any East or West Coaster, right? I am on the line with Terry, and he has been into the lifestyle of about a decade. Oh, a little bit more. We are closing in on about 21 years. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I play football. I've been hitting the head, so I've lost, lost a few brain cells. It might even be longer. Started when I'm 19 and I'm now 40. So we're a little bit over 21 years. Okay. So you've been in it your most of your legal life, which is yes. interesting. I wish I would have started earlier. I know that. But, it's and been so, an amazing journey. So what is your faves? BDSM, swing? Where do you go? Um, I towed the line between the swing and cane community. I consider myself a crazy mixture of social swinger with a little kink thrown in there. I enjoy the social aspect of swinging, but I enjoy the physical aspect of it. I love flogging. I love spanking. So I love giving those that, that does it for me, but that I enjoy that conversation, that community that comes from both worlds. So I try to mix the two and toe the line between the two of them. Let me throw this in then. I also have played the swing side and the kink side for, for a number of years. And a lot of my swing friends really hate the fact that I'm kinky because it's a weird feeling. It's crazy. I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day. A lot of kinksters look at swing one way and swingers look at kink one way. It's Almost like, what do you make of it? Um, but I totally get what you're saying, buddy. A lot of uh, invisible pearl clutching when you mention that you're kinky at a swingers event. Uh, because what? I flogged a friend at a swingers event and you had the, uh, oh my gosh, she's beating her senseless look from a couple people. It's no, this is consensual spanking. And I'm not even going hard because there is a, and a lot of listeners will probably agree with this. There is a way you flog at a, Swing event, and there's a way you flog at a kink event. Two totally different things. The volume uh, controls uh, at a different point. Absolutely. Yeah. And I had a party here at the house, and I invited some of my swing friends and my kink friends, and we had a little scene going on in the dungeon. I was throwing a flogger at this poor young helpless thing, and my swinger friends got up and left. I've had that happen before, too. Yeah. So it, I guess they're hardliners, they're hardline yeah. swing or they're hardline kink. I'm a lot more, uh, I won't say fluid, but something like that. <laughs> right. You toe the line like I do. I enjoy both worlds. I have amazing friends in both worlds. The fun I have is just 
hanging out with those people, spending time in those two worlds. And necessarily, we don't necessarily even have to play or do anything, just having, just communicating, hanging out. I tell everybody, I'll eat and drink with just about anyone. Let's have a conversation. Let's see where this journey takes us. Absolutely. Let's jump over to something else here. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of writings on FetLife and a couple that have caught my life, caught my eye here. The one called How It Started. Yes. Elaborate on that. So that is my journey. That is the very beginning. And it's, there is an ending on it, but it's truly an open-ended writing because there's so much that this journey has been on. So it started with, for me on Yahoo Chats. So I was 19. I met this amazing woman, Cindy. Her and I are actually still friends to this day. She runs a local group here and she got me into it. And we became very close friends and it was more of a, I want to say partnership, but that journey has been guided by her and a few others. And it's just, Hey, be a good citizen of this community because you have to leave something for the next generation of people. I learned respect about it. I learned self-respect from this journey and we got into things. There were some deep, heavy conversations we had over the years. We've known each other. Like I said, we're still friends this day. I talked to her a couple times a month. Just to, hey, how are you? How are things going? No deal. But we are still very close friends. From there, I met my actual, my master, Jesse, when I was in my mid-20s. And he essentially took me to the places where Cindy didn't and filled in those holes, teaching me about the kink slash lifestyle. Once again, more respect for this world that we're in and more self-respect stuff and hey maybe you need to not jump at every opportunity maybe you need to take a step back and think about what's the outcome of this is it really worth it is it really worth my time one of the big lessons i've learned from both of those were make yourself so unapproachable that people have to get to know you and that comes off as sounding but at the same time, you want people to get to know who you are as a human being, as, a, as opposed to a giant mound of flesh for use. And there are some instances where that's actually saved me, if you will. The whole self-respect thing, that keeping myself in a certain mindset, it's been a crazy ride full of lots of twists and turns, and I wouldn't change any of it for the world. I just sound cliche, but it's just been a fun ride. So let's, before we jump into a couple of these other stories, I wanted to go through some things that you are all about. You're a black man. Wait, I am. And you have certainly seen it all for the last 20 plus years. One of the things you talk about on your page that you don't like is race play. Can I even just thought of it kind of make my blood boil? I have always been taught self-respect and sex isn't worth giving up your self-respect and you hold yourself into a high regard and a lot of the race play stuff, it's a bit too demeaning. And one of my biggest things is the people who double down on it. Lots of consent violations I've had with people and their race play nonsense. I have it plainly stated on the Fed page and another profile page from a different website. And you still have those people. I like this. Unfortunately, that's not my thing. You have a great day, but it's my thing. Are you okay with that? No. I've stated that it's not my thing, you know, and I try to give people an opportunity to try to educate them. Then when they double down and that's when you have to lay the hammer down, okay, either I'm going to block you or tell you 
truly why I don't like this. I've had some very dark experiences. I was, I've had a couple that was into race play try to drug me before. Actually, I was at a bar and they were all about collecting black men as trophies, not literal collecting them, getting videos and pictures of them against their will. And it, it all came out. This was maybe 10, 15 years ago. This is why I'm so picky when it comes to who I drink around. Yeah, that's really it's, scary. Wow. Yeah. You have, there's some really, it goes into some really crazy stuff when you dive into it, but it's just, it's not my thing at all. I feel like more and more lately, I've been running into people who are okay with it and try to force that on. And for me personally, it's just, it's gross. It's too demeaning. Yeah, but they're okay and with it. Why aren't Because it's fucking gross. I, I just coming, can't understand the fact that you say, no, thank you. And they go, oh, come on. I want to do it. And coming from my upbringing, I got family from the South. So when you talk about race, I have descendants who have grew up in the South in the thirties. We're talking it goes, me personally, it goes much deeper than that. It's colored drinking fountains. And it's so much more than that. And yeah, we're going into a place that's non-kink, but there's a lot of people who are okay with it on the surface level. However, I always bring it back to what is it doing to you upstairs? What is it doing to you mentally? What is it doing to you emotionally? What is it doing to you physically? How do you feel about what you've done after that? You have to look at yourself in the mirror and I let that person call me a vile name that I would never ever let any per anyone walking down the street say to me in the name of getting laid, it's not worth no so, sorry to get all yeah no uh, but <laughs> it, this is really valid people yeah. take too many liberties yes. on these sorts of things and this comes back to something that i've had on the show before where people of color talk about they don't want to be fetishized absolutely not i've actually can't been on a date with a woman and it was just for Drake and her husband kept texting has he shown you his BBC and I'm like wait what and then she goes on this long rant about that's what that's how we refer to you guys oh you guys really you okay. guys oh yeah really? I left the 20 on the table and left oh gosh yeah let's yeah. generalize what? yes absolutely and then another thing not all black men have giant penises uh, <laughs> but, yeah. We all put our pants on one leg at a time here. Absolutely. What the hell? It's just so rude to think that way. Mm -hmm. I go back to the consent violation. Consent is everything on the king community. However, in the swing community, it's a, it's not as discussed as it should be. I'll leave it at that. It's uh, not as followed as well either. Right. You're often happy orgasm land with someone. And I've had someone slip it out before. Uh, I've, I've, I've stopped in middle mid action. Hey, I'm not okay with this. Oh, really? Yeah, like we're done. I just it's a hard limit. It's a very hard limit for me, and it may turn some off by dying. I'm not okay with it at all, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to one of the Absolutely. other stories that you have. Wait. Is that a fucking body bag? What's that about? Okay. Early on in my journey, I met a couple mm -hmm. and they were a phenomenal couple. And they had some money. Like they were both in the medical field 
They had this gorgeous house. I was in my gosh, early twenties, had my own apartment and they, ne- they had, they were one of the first sex rooms I had ever seen in someone's house before it became a popularized TV show. Anyway, so, oh, um, they, I would play, I, we, we, the wife and I would hang out, we would play and the husband was her submissive. And it, he, she, she wasn't a, he wasn't her cut. He was her submissive. He was there to serve her. And we would get, you know, food brought to us as we we're sitting in the kitchen table talking. We would get popcorn popped for us as we were sitting in their movie theater watching a movie. And when we would play, it, he would be there with towels, but he wasn't allowed to make any noise unless she said so. So we got off into some crazy play one time and she is yelling at him to be quiet. He's moaning too loud as he's pleasuring himself. Once again, an early 20 version, 20s something version of me didn't, I didn't think anything of it. Okay. This is how old people are. I don't know. She told him to put his mask on. He reaches in this bench thing and gets a, what looked like a World War II gas mask. And puts it on and sits in, there in his chair and hands it aside and nothing. So a few weeks later, we are playing again and he's making too much noise. And mind you, I failed to mention he isn't the biggest guy in the world. He's maybe five, seven, five, eight at most. Very petite man as is his wife. And huh, he says, get it, fucking get it. And he ducks his head and reaches in that same cupboard thing. Oh, ottoman. I don't even know what the hell it was. Coffin, let's call it, because of what he pulled out. He pulls out a body bag. And a little bit more than asphyxiation. She has me zip him up in this body bag and put him on the bed with us. And as her and I are playing, she's hit him. I'm like, wait, what? Hit him. So she's punching her husband inside of this body bag. And <laughs> getting weird out here, folks. She's punching her husband inside of this body bag. I'm like, okay, this is too weird. So we end up, oh my gosh. I don't even remember how I got myself out of that. But it was on more than one occasion she requested he pull out the bag. And by the second or third time, I'm like, we can't do this. This is too weird for me. So we, like, things tapered out. They ended up moving overseas. They were, he was a heart surgeon or brain surgeon. They were both high-ranking doctors. And they ended up moving overseas. Lost communication with them years ago, but it was a wild time. But yes, she had her husband lay in a body bag while her lover took her. And she punched multiple times. And I'm like, I don't know where I'm punching him. His head's here, just about his head. I'm okay. I'm not doing this. This is weird. Yeah, especially um, somebody that isn't built with much meat on him. You could break yes. it on. Oh, absolutely. But that, once again, that was their thing. And the crazy thing about it, three of us would hang out and it was as if it was perfectly normal. Weird talking, movies, music, food after the scene. And it's perfectly normal. And at the end for an early 20s version of myself, oops, holy shit, what are we doing? This is so weird. But I look back on it, it's, it was a part of the journey. That's why I chalk a lot of my situations I've been into. It's part of the journey. It's, it, 
yeah, makes for good stories to tell on phenomenal podcasts. So you travel quite a bit and, uh, you have a story in here called the Buffalo strip club. <laughs> yes. Do um, tell. Hi to all of my friends in Buffalo, by the way, hopefully you guys will be able to drive soon. So for a while with my job, I had to go to Buffalo every three weeks or so. At one point it was like, I was there every other week and down from the airport was a strip club and it had a bar. I'm like, I don't want to be in this hotel all day. After I'm done with work, what am I going to do? My clients don't want to go out there. They don't want to go out and socialize. So I'm going to, I'm going to check out this strip club because who doesn't like boobs? So I would go to the strip club and I became friends with the then manager. I believe they switched owners and staffs, but I haven't been there a couple of years now. And there was one particular time, one night I was there and there's this gentleman with long dreads at the end of the bar. I run to the bathroom and I'm going to give you the long version because it's hilarious. Uh, we go to, I go to the bathroom and I come out and this guy has two of the girls on the girl on either side of him. He's talking to the world and I go over to the manager and we're talking cars because he had just got a new car. And I sit down next to the, well, next one of the girls at the bar because I'm having a drink. So the guy make, I, makes eyes with me. And we start talking. This is normal guy talk. We're at a strip club. There's moves everywhere. It was like a random Wednesday, which is a moot point. But we are kind of going back and forth. He's telling me he's a writer. He's a poet. He's a real estate mogul and laying it on very thick. And my spotty sense to start going off immediately. I'm like, okay, this guy's bullshitting. There's something odd, but I'm a sick fuck. I got, I'm in for the ride. Let's see where this night goes. So. I didn't notice he had a giant pile of money to his left until he takes a handful of singles and throws them at one of the girls walking by. So he grabs his money and is like, come on, big guy. For the listeners who don't know me, I'm 6'3", 300 pounds, big dude. Anyway, so uh, he's like, come on, big guy. Why don't we, uh, let's go look at some, let's, let's go look at some girls. Sure. Why not? It's only, it, it's only 10 o'clock. Let's go. So. He's like, I got to run out to my car really quick. Oh, okay. So I go sit down by the stage and we are, I'm sitting there a good two, three minutes. Like where, where'd he go? So he comes back in and he's on his phone texting and he keeps rubbing his face. I'm like, oh, okay. That's odd. So he hands me a stack of singles and it's let's go and let's enjoy the scenery. So there's girls dancing. I'm watching him. He invites another guy who we called. We ended up dubbing him Larry Bird because he had a weird resemblance to Larry Bird. It was kind of crazy. So Larry Bird ends up buying Larry Bird with long dreads. Okay. No, well, this is a different guy. Sorry. Larry Bird's a different guy. So he ends up inviting a third over with us and hands him money. And we end up having a good time. And this guy with the dreads starts almost trying, not even almost trying. He's trying to climb up on stage. I'm like, dude, you can't do that. Sit down. I just met this person. Like, please sit down. I don't want to get banned from here. I, I come here pretty often. So he sits down, does it again. So he's then just plop it down. It's like, I got to go back out to my car. So the manager grabs me. He's like, hey, your friend has gotten some complaints tonight. The girls, the girls keep saying he keeps trying to touch them. So this guy's acting 
really weird. You need to watch, just wash yourself around. Him. Yeah, your friend. It's like, oh, okay. This guy's kind of, he's now back in the club and he's tasting. He'll sit down, stand back up and taste back and forth. Sit down, stand back up, kind of face back and forth. And I still have a pile of money he gave me. He leaves again, comes back with more money. I'm like, okay, this is weird. What the hell is going on? I go back to the bar and grab a drink. And please, listeners, I'm sorry if I'm boring you guys. There's a point of the story. It's about to reach its crescendo. The, as I turn around with my drink, the door flies open. There's this guy's wife. His wife got calls from, she's louder than the music. So this woman was very angry, saying that he's been emptying out their savings account. What the fuck are you doing? And these people end up getting into a fight in the club that spilled outside of the club. Manager tells me, hey, you need to leave right now because I got a call. Please. I don't want you to be a part of this because you're actually a good person. I end up leaving as they are like yelling and screaming at each other in the parking lot with the guy with his bag of Coke in his hand. Yeah. Non-swinger, non-kink, just what the fuck. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. So uh, were you there when the cops showed up? I was not. I didn't even see cops. Hmm. Uh, my hotel was maybe five minutes away. I drove to my hotel, showered and went to bed. I'm like, this is, yeah, wow. It's surrealistic. Yeah. It's just, yeah. whoa. Oh my. So I got one more uh, story to ask you about. Sure. And uh, we're going to call it the indiscretionary aspect of guys called, but you guys fuck anything. Oh my gosh. So I'm full of crazy, crazy instances in lifestyle. One of my favorite clubs is in Ohio. It reminds me of a, a, it's like a cheers vibe where everyone knows each other and it has its regulars there with your newbies or one-time goers sprinkled in. I actually recently took friend there for the first time and she had a blast. She actually had a funny story stemmed from that night anyway. So huh, I go to this club, I meet this couple and we had been talking on a swinger site for a little bit about meeting. And I always preface that, hey, I go to lifestyle events and tank events to hang out. Play happens, EA, but it's not my end all be all. I just, I don't go looking for play. Once again, if it happens, yeah, but I'm not, not hurt if it does or doesn't. Hold on one second. Hold on. Sorry, I had to mute you. Hold on. I am so sorry. I got Not a problem interrupted a by a... Okay. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> okay. So we were talking. Okay, let's restart this. This particular couple I was talking to, and we're sitting at the bar, talking to the bartender, talking to them, and we are having a good time. And it was mostly the husband and I talking to the bartender. The wife said little to no words to me, which... Hey, it happens. Not that big of a deal. And I just figured I wasn't her type. So she goes to the bathroom. And once again, we had a 10 to 12 word conversation. The husband says to me, Hey, are you going to fuck my wife tonight? 
You're like, what? Are you going to fuck my wife tonight? She likes you. We haven't talked. I haven't heard her give me a yes or no. And there's this really weird long pause. She likes flag guys. Back to the race there. Oh, okay. That's awesome. I don't know, to be perfectly honest with you. And he gets this weird indignant look on his face. You don't want to fuck my wife? I didn't say that. And do I have her consent if we are going to play? No, she wants you. Okay. And there's this, once again, long pause. So I proceed to talk to the bartender again. We're just, once again, just normal conversation, talking about music. The husband then puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, so you don't want to fuck my wife? But you guys fuck anything. You don't want to fuck my wife? I never said that. You guys and fuck anything. No generalities yes. here. No generalities. She really likes you guys. You don't, you don't want to fuck my wife? No. Guys. Yes. No, I do not want to. Now that you've mentioned that in that manner, absolutely not. Because now I'm getting creep vibes by you. From what? Yes. I am. I'm okay. <laughs> I do not want to go anywhere near this because it's going to end badly. I just, I don't want to be fetched. We're not doing that, but I just know you black guys, you like to fuck anything. Yeah, but no. You and say I, you don't want to be fetishized in one word, and then he says that. I don't get it. And then I explain him how I don't go around putting my dick in anything. I don't go around begging or trying to hunt it down. And more than likely, you've had a few guys that have that ideology, but never act on it in the name of getting laid. And I'm not that type. I have hard rules, and I stick by those hard rules. If I say no, that means no. There's a... a maybe we can sneak this one in just because I'm hoarding. No, it's a hard no. And it was one of those, his wife comes in and Adam's like, that guy doesn't want to fuck you. What? Why not? Because guys, I'm, this whole thing is weird. And I ended up complaining about them. At, to the security, I just kind of separated myself from the situation. Huh. I care. Back to the beginning of our the episode tonight. I carry myself in a high regard. And that's the one thing I tell, I w want to tell listeners. Have your, have, stick to your rules. If you have rules about who you are and what you are, stick to those. Don't ever let anybody compromise. The journey will be that much better for you once you have yourself established in that way. It, it, I enjoy the friends I have that respect who I am as opposed to that one or two time interaction with a person that I will probably never see again. I've compromised myself, never compromise. Carry yourself to a certain standard. You're the one that has to answer to yourself. Absolutely. At the end of the day, you have to go home with yourself and that I make the right decision. Do I keep my mind right? And karma's a bitch when you betray it. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. We've traveled down your journey of life here, which is, a, <laughs> I must say, interesting. Wow. And plenty more. There's and so I invite listeners, if they, they want to hear more FetLife, go over to FKA Terry and check out his writings. They're very entertaining. And this man's been around. Uh, I have. All right. Thank you so much for being on the cast tonight. And thank you for uh, having me. hear more of your stories some other time. Awesome. Thank you so much. You have been listening to the Kinky Cast. 
For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. Views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast, and we welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max.